0: Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, GarageLogic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Haidt, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson.
1: And I need to apologize to Don McLean and John Haidt for my off air behavior leading up to uh, this morning's <laughs> program. Uh, I'm sorry about what you heard off the air. Um, Dawn, you got no here. I no idea
0: because I came in two minutes yeah. before
2: we started. Good. So. And I, yeah. I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I didn't. You don't have to apologize to me. I- and uh, Ross, unfortunately, and I've apologized to you privately a, a number of times. You are my uh, you're my listening post when there's something wrong you're the one that gets the brunt of uh, the hate and anger. And it's not directed at you. It's directed at other people. But I have to get it off my chest in order to, uh, to basically survive. And you get to hear it all. And I just want to thank you and apologize
3: for that. Not a big deal. As you have been informed, you and I may be different types of frustrations, but we go through a lot of the same things behind the scenes. So we're good.
1: Uh, oh. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to get into it. Uh, we could do a, just a whole show uh, on... Oh,
0: my God, I don't know what's going I'm on. So i so kind of need to know.
1: Can you ruffle <laughs> the need papers need again? I know. thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> what I have is an email from our buddy Bert. Uh, and this came after last week's show. And, and I love this because, Ross, uh, you turned me on to the phrase tipping out of the canoe when somebody <laughs> passes so away. so great. Um, Such says, uh, face down in the mashed potatoes... <laughs> That's uh, not bad either. Bert has one when Grandma pops her clogs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> At first, it sounds
1: dirty, and then it gets funny. <laughs> 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 and then he said, "And then Bert says, and remember, a French po- a front porch is the euphemism for a lady's bosoms." And I had called my belly a big front porch.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a fella's belly is known as the foreshed, and he gets a, a punchline in here. And most importantly, it takes a big shed to cover a big tool.
0: <laughs> oh, Bert! My, uh, Thanks for listening, Bert.
1: My
3: yeah. late great grandmother oh. Kenny used to always say, "People who became more portly like I have, yeah. we we had Dunlop disease. Our belly Dunlop over our belt. <laughs> oh,
0: Dunlop. <laughs>
1: I've got that. I've got that. Yeah. Uh, never miss a meal. Uh, and then another one from Tara, and this is pretty good actually. I listen to your questions about how to transport hippos. My dad is a retired veterinarian. Please. Oh sure dawn <laughs> as to why they aren't tranquilizing the hippos when at high altitudes it's very dangerous for an animal to be tranquilized. Oh. Okay. All of the folks flying with pets now need to be very careful using meds to calm their pets. I hate seeing a stoned out dog on its way to an airport gate and pray they have only been given <laughs> weed
0: and not anything <laughs> <the> belt, Benadryl. <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, my God. So Spot's huffing on the bong out in the yeah. parking lot before he goes into the <laughs> airport. That's truly great stuff. Uh, good info from Thank the you. from the Krabbies. Yeah, I love these emails. And they're not, um, and I was going to rip the people that emailed I, GL, but I'm just going to pass. You
3: them know, I, 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 I got one for you, Kenny. And, ahead, and this, this might be bringing up a sore spot. But I've had a couple different people reach out to me. People close to you. And they claim I need to call you Fishbeard. Oh, that's from What is
1: happening here, Mr. Fishbeard? Uh, we used to have a sponsor that sold meat. Oh, my
0: God. I
1: remember him. <laughs> I would go to that place and buy smoked salmon.
0: Oh. Um <laughs> Yes. Um, oh, But God. I'd go to that
1: place, and I'd buy the smoked salmon. And before I was even out of the parking lot, I would be digging into it. You know, it comes in a yeah. tray. Yep. And ew, there's yeah. no, I
0: love that. There's oh. no silverware
1: in the truck. So I'm driving down uh, Highway 61, <laughs> shoveling smoked salmon into my face. And it's all over my fingers, <laughs> oh, the well. steering wheel, mm-hmm. my beard. Ew,
0: steering wheel, ew. Oh. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. That's kind of how I am. You ever
3: anybody ever make a stop maybe it's just me cuz I'm always the only one in the drive through anybody ever make a stop at Arby's Oh yeah all the that, time That's how I am with their curly fries Kenny the curly fries are always half of them are crumbly and they always wind up like in the seat on oh the floor yeah. on your some... shirt
1: I uh, I've recently switched from the curly fries to I think they call them crinkle fries Are they okay Oh my god they're really good Are, are like
3: they or Ida? Yeah, they're really, really good. I'm still protesting the loss of the potato cake. That's why I have not tried the crinkle fries. But that's a good hot tip. Maybe I'll try that.
1: I have a pro tip for you. If you're driving, do not. Uh, order the Arby's roast beef with cheese. <laughs> that's, that's because oh, the cheese, p- it's yeah, liquid, yes, cheese. liquid cheese. It's
0: liquid cheese. Ge- it's like it goes nacho everywhere. cheese, but not spicy. Yeah.
1: You ever try to get oh. cheese out of your beard?
3: That ain't happening. Oh, no. I yeah. won't even, if I'm making the sin, I'm not actually a real believer in eating and driving, even though occasionally, like everybody, I do. If I do uh, get a roast beef sandwich, Kenny, and I'm driving, I won't even get the Arby's sauce. And to put yeah, on there because no, I, I know what's going to happen.
1: What about yeah.
0: horsey sauce?
1: No, no horsey. Same there. I don't As a matter of fact, is, I usually I just know it's offered. I, I just throw the bun away and just kind of lift the sliced roast beef <laughs> off and shove it in my gullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a real animal. Oh, well, I'm, yikes.
3: I'm glad we got to the bottom of Fish Beard because the first person that reached out, I went, "What? What? What is this?" So at least yeah, now that's I know. Vic,
1: Vic uh, all we do is give each other ass on Twitter. He's a lot of fun. Uh, I like Vic. He drives. Uh, well, I shouldn't have said I like him. I don't like Vic. Yeah, uh, he's a semi driver. I didn't think and,
0: he liked anyone.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely I to, don't uh, like Victor. I want to get back to the <laughs> bun thing because
2: once, uh, once upon a time, uh, Chick Fil A sent us a whole ton of chicken sandwiches when, when I was working news for the radio station and Kenny was working traffic, and uh, Kenny proceeded to eat about seventy three of them, but he just took the buns <laughs> off and ate the chicken. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>
1: yeah. They were two bags, on back in the radio kitchen, and my was office so was bad. right there. Yeah, and I just, oh. I just started wolfing them down, and I had to go. We all went right from work to an event at. Um, yeah. Oh no. Um, JD Hoyts wasn't it? JD, was it JD, Hoyts, JD Hoyts, which is yeah. one of the best restaurants in town. Yeah.
0: and your are burping yeah. uh, Chick Fil A.
1: Yeah, and then I ordered a big giant meal at uh, <laughs> JD Hoyts. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the front porch. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I had a rough couple of days
3: after that. Oh, um, uh, oh no, your Dunlop disease was uh, pretty bad
1: yeah. at that moment. You so, made it
0: to the back porch. Yep. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> our buddy, I'm trying to track down our buddy Bridget McCutcheon.
0: Where is she? We don't From know. From what I can tell, we <gasps> don't
1: we don't know for sure, but my guess is I think she's somewhere at or south of Patagonia, Argentina, which is getting down in the tip of South America. Um, and the GPS tracker they have doesn't really work. So I I'm, I found this information from a piece that is actually coming out today. Uh, it came out yesterday by Tom Stankard from the <laughs> Ashland Daily Press. Uh, and it's a really interesting piece. Uh, in about six months... Sanborns, that's where she's from in Wisconsin, Bridget McCutcheon has made it to the tip of Argentina in her attempt to set a world record for circumnavigating the globe on two wheels. She's also encountered plenty of setbacks, thieves, crashes, and nagging injuries that are taking the toll. Some of this I knew about, um, but uh, a lot of it I didn't. I want to fast forward here. It was uh, on the road in Colombia. By the way, this road she was on in the Andes Mountains called the Devil's Trampoline because Ooh. it claims the lives of motorists who plunge oh, off shoot. its cliffs oh. or buried in landslides. Um, it, it was on that road in Colombia, running through the valley of uh, Sibinone Day. Uh, McCutcheon suffered a back injury that still <sighs> lingers. She blew out her back when improperly picking up her buddy's um, motorcycle. They just have her last name, Carmen Frank. What's everybody call her? Kiva. Kiva. Kiva,
0: yeah. Kiva, yes.
1: yeah. So Kiva went down. Bridget oh. helped pick up the bike, blew out her back. Um, then she had a small crash hurt her knee, damaged the crash bars on her bike. Um, And then she got hit by a car in Santiago, Chile. Are
0: you kidding?
1: Giving her a mild concussion, injuring her other leg, and inflicting more damage on the bike. Uh, And here's Bridget. She's always so optimistic. I'm okay now, but I had a temporary minor loss of vision in my left eye after the crash.
3: Jeepers.
1: Then I felt really tired and crummy for a few days. Um And then, okay, this is where it just no. gets grim. And we didn't hear the full story on this. While struggling to stay on two wheels, while aching everywhere, the two stopped to a grocery shop on the way to Santiago. They emerged from the store to find thieves had ravaged their supplies.
0: Again?
1: No, this was the first and oh, only one. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah.
0: shoot. So but, all of that happened within the... Okay. Yeah.
1: They filed a police report, but that was an exercise in futility. McCutcheon's camera and the logbook she's been using to track her journey for the Guinness World Book of (gasps) Records are gone forever, as was almost all of Carmen's gear. Uh, And here's where it's a real bummer. McCutcheon has started a new logbook, but is unsure of the ramifications that losing the first log will have on her attempt to make history. So her whole run for the record might be screwed because she doesn't yeah. have the first part of her uh, record book. Well,
3: this show and all
1: of the press
3: that has been covering her won't allow that to happen. Oh, We'll we'll make, a we'll make sure of that. Because we have public records. We Yeah, we can document a lot of this just via newspaper, conversation, photos.
1: Yeah. Though the journey has exposed her to plenty of ugliness, it has also offered glimpses of serene beauty. I learned some people are real terrible and steal your stuff, but more people are really nice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've been running around. I'll get ahead of myself. I'll be like, I can do this. I can do this. I think it helps push my boundaries. But sometimes you need to know when you're pushing yourself too much. I was clearly pushing myself too hard, and I don't have the luxury to get injured. Boy, ain't that the truth. Uh, she's now being more cautious. Um she spent a couple of days on a mountain lake in Argentina with great views. And then the homesick stuff, this really got to me. It's really beautiful down here. It reminds me a lot of the Northwoods and being home. There's a lot of greenery. There's a bunch of log cabins. It looks like northern Wisconsin. I missed Ashland. I miss Culver's. I miss the craft soda section at Tractor Supply. I miss that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but she's forging on, and she's a true warrior and a real badass, and I know she's going to succeed. Um, but, golly, I'm a little bit worried about our buddy, Dick.
3: When she gets home, I hope uh, she doesn't buy a meal at Culver's for quite some time, and she has copious amounts of craft soda, Yeah, courtesy
1: cul- of Tractor Supply. Culver's better give her a lifetime uh, ticket to eat uh, for free forever. Culver's is so good.
0: I mean ok, so about this log, like she has <clears throat> she if it's just a paper log that she has to fill out is, I mean, you you can track everything she's done on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like she has everything documented, and people could vouch for her in all of these cities that she's met. I mean, how th- they right. could get a hold of them? I don't know, but if it's just writing something down in a like a driver's log, this is I don't know. I just feel like they should be. They should understand. And all the interviews, it's not like she's faking this or something.
3: How Guinness Book of World Records is that, by the way? You can give us all the proof in the world (laughs) unless it's handwritten on a sheet of paper. We We don't buy it.
0: We have somebody who uh, works here who is a Guinness World Record. Yeah, Mike Marcotte. Mike, yeah. From uh, downstairs. uh, Well, yeah, the TV station. I always say downstairs, but yeah, Channel (laughs) 5. So maybe we could ask him, you know, what what the procedure is for something like that.
1: You know what? It'd be interesting to have Mike on. Yeah. Yeah. He's really animated. He'd be a really good guest. Yeah, He's for a sure. Great, great guy. So he judges a lot of different records. He's like
0: an official okay. Guinness okay. judge. And he got the training and, and, and learned and, you know, he judges, judges like a specific area of oh, the we, United States.
3: Oh, we should do that, Kenny. Imagine yeah. the stories he can tell yeah, us just about good. the ridiculous things that
1: people do to be record holders. Mike is the polar opposite of Kenny. It could be Crabby Kenny <laughs> and Happy Mike. <laughs> yeah. You know he's, what? I, he's just delightful.
3: I think I told you guys this at the fair because Dawn, you may have interviewed her I rode back on the Hubbard shuttle with the woman who had the world's longest fingernails. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no,
1: no.
0: I did not. Okay. I did not.
3: I kid you not. I'm I'm not joking. There was like a 2% chance I almost ripped one of those bad boys off. <laughs> God, it of was,
0: course you did. It, it was
3: very Curb and Seinfeld-like what almost happened. <laughs> but that that alone was incredible to see. But also, I'll, I'll say it. I thought it was kind of nasty.
1: But... Well, kind of cool to be a record holder. This obviously Mm. was when you were gone last summer, right, Don? Because you don't remember this?
0: Mm, I I don't know.
1: These fingernails are ridiculous. And, of course, my mind goes right to the gutter. Mm -hmm. Number one, uh, bathroom stuff. Yeah. How do you take care of that? I
0: think you just wrap and keep wrapping and wrapping around your (laughs) claw.
1: Around the fingernails. But then then how do you... You put (laughs) your hand down there and your fingernails are scratching your back while you're trying to, you know, clean... You know,
0: I don't know the maybe. runway. Maybe she has a uh, one of those sticks with a oh. You know, that's not. I a think bad they idea. have that for people who are immobile. Really? Yeah, it's like a stick with a.
1: Oh, I gotta get one of
0: those. On, <laughs> <or> something, <laughs> so you can clean yourself for people. A- who and are, then
1: my other question is the the bedroom, know. the bedroom stuff. You know, how do you,
0: you know, just hold your hands up the whole time? <laughs> <laughs>
1: i there's sir. certain things I
0: can't do, sir. <laughs> but, but if you're alone. <laughs> um, if you're alone, oh, 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 I don't know. I don't know if people even, you know, women don't care about that as much as guys, you know.
1: Really? Can't I not be stunned. Can't I, chal- stunned. I, I challenge that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not buying that, McLean. Okay. Um, oh, and one more thing about the Bridget thing, um, GPS tracking, there's a record.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Let's make it happen. We <laughs> or, can get her cell phone records.
1: Yeah. Or okay.
0: is there okay, or, I'm not the FBI, or but, is
3: there tracking at this point since we yeah, can't track yeah, it? Yeah, we don't know.
1: Um, satellite. Speaking of tracking. I'll just send
0: a drone down there and follow her everywhere.
1: That would be cool. I'd yeah. watch that. Uh, speaking of tracking, the uh, I've really, really become obsessed with the three old guys riding to Alaska uh, from Minnesota on snowmobile sleds. and I've been following their uh, journey on uh, Facebook. and they also have a GPS tracker. And at the end of the day, you uh, there's an animated map where you can actually watch how many miles they made today. But they've been running into a lot of drama. And they were actually kind of rescued yesterday by some locals up in uh, Saskatchewan. But I have printed out some stuff from their Facebook page that I I thought was really interesting. From four days ago, the title, and this was day five of the trip, the title, Nobody Said It Would Be Easy. Uh, Today was a tough day on the trail. The guys used over a tank of gas in the chainsaw, cutting through brush and fallen trees, as they made their way through old trails that hadn't been used in years. Now, a a tank of gas in the chainsaw, that's 20 to 30 minutes of cutting wide open. It's not a big deal, but, you know, if you're cutting trail, I think it might be. But in that process, Rob had a fallen pine tree come through the hood of his sled. No. He he grabbed the branch, tossed it over his shoulder without much thought. Later, as they were crossing a lake, riding through deep powder The engine got hot and the machine was working harder and the muffler was very warm. They stopped to assess the route and noticed smoke coming from Rob's sled. They quickly started packing snow around the machine, but the burning was deep under the hood. I'm guessing um, inside the hood. Thankfully, Rob, at the last minute, had packed a fire extinguisher that (gasps) saved the sled. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they later realized the remnants of the pine tree had broken off under the hood and was laying on a pipe. They were able to limp the 50 miles back to a town called yep. Flinflon, where they knew they would be able to work on repairs and regroup. And they had a photo of this, and they had big portions of the machine in their hotel room.
0: Oh. Why <laughs>
1: have I heard of Flim Flom? Where is that? It, it's is that Flin? F L I F L I N Flom. It's somewhere in uh, Saskatchewan. I'm okay. guessing. Maybe uh, that's why. Maybe some show I've watched three days ago. Sandy Bay, uh, excuse me, Sandy Bay Trail report. After patching up the Norseman, we set out again for Sandy Bay. With half the trail broke, things went pretty well. Deep soft snow here, slushy spots in the lake. Uh, they found their way to Slim's cabins at about three and relaxed in the afternoon. Two days ago, uh, they, they started talking about, they gave a little history on why they're taking the route they're taking. And the, the, this route through Saskatchewan isn't on groomed snowmobile trails. It's out on a trail that was pushed through in the 20s that they used to uh, use these tracked vehicles to bring supplies to um, up, um, I guess it would be called um, the Yukon up there in the Northwest Territories. Uh, and they give a little history of that. And if if you're I into mean, that, shouldn't sort the of Forest
0: thing. Service like pay them to do all this <laughs> business? I mean, they're yeah. doing hard work. They're clearing trails yeah, from was... 1920 or right. whatever.
1: Right? They're out Gosh. there using saws and breaking trails. And they actually at one point unhitched their sleds and went out and spent the whole day breaking trail, and then went back and stayed where they were um, in order to make some advances. And then they ran into yesterday, and I got all this information off a local up there named Tommy Bird. What? Yeah, Tommy Bird's a Native American, and he lives in a kind of a Native American village. But he had tur- he had heard about these guys, and they were on the, the lookout for him. So this is one day ago from a guy named Tommy Bird. Got the word yesterday that three guys doing the trip from Minnesota to Fairbanks. they like, Now, I'm going to try to read this the way he wrote it, which is kind of broken English. They camp at other side of Todd Lake. It was dark. They can't find the trail. Goes to Little Lake. Anybody know that trail? They have a tracker with them. The family at Minnesota contact Les, and Les, keep me updated. 23 hours ago, these are the guys at the other side of Todd Lake, and he uh, posted a picture of them that I think came from Um, Bring Me the News, which I'm pretty sure is ripping this story off from us, but that's what Bring Me the News does. They (laughs) steal stuff from Kenny. Uh, Fifteen hours ago... Yeah, that's a a local news outfit on the uh, Internet.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Tommy Bird, 15 hours ago, three old guys ride to Alaska. They made it to South End Saskatoon, or no, Saskatchewan, Canada, (laughs) in Cabin Wood Heat. The locals went to meet them. Locals helped them to find trail. Just before the snowstorm hit, we will help them find the route to Wooliton. And then there's more. It gets good. Tommy Bird. They found him. We need fish for the visitors. Please help.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: that was 14 hours ago. Oh. 12 hours ago. Uh, our visitors received dry meat and traditional medicine herbs, rat root, from elders to use on the journey. Um, A local trapper came to visit them. We exchanged stories from the land and trip. Still snowing, uh, still snowfall like crazy. Snowfall warning for a few days could be in their favor. They thinking of taking the highway north with all the snow coming down. They will make the call in the morning.
0: Just do the highway, guys.
1: Yeah. Um, No one's going
0: to think you're not a badass.
1: And then from about an hour ago, 7 a.m. going down the highway, 905 north to Stony Rapids, with big snow, the help to take the highway. Wish them luck. I'm guessing what Tommy Bird means is uh, the highway and the roads are covered with snow, so the guys are taking advantage of it and just riding right on the road.
3: You know what I love about this story is that in today's day and age, it's so easy to go from point A to point B, even from a place like Minneapolis to Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah. And there, to a degree, even though they're using modern machines, this is kind of a very old school way to see the world in ways of the world you would never see. I just, it's so
1: fascinating. It's really neat. And there's trails like that all over Minnesota and uh, upper Wisconsin, the upper peninsula, where you can go the length of the state on snowmobile trails. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, and I used to have a lot of fun doing that with backpack trips and the like. Uh, Say, we want to take a little break here, but first I want to talk about DK Mags. They have a full stock of all the firearms, the new stuff, the old stuff, anything you might be looking for. That includes ammo. Uh, And if you're looking for something very specific or rare, DK Mags can also take special orders on those items or hard-to-source items. Uh, First of all, hop on the website, DKMags.com, and start your shopping. If you don't see it there... You've got to call in because sometimes the stuff in the shop is not on the website. They've got gunsmith both in-store and um, off-site that can handle any gunsmithing issue. And the great thing about DK Mags is their buying power. They've got the buying power of a big, big box store, but it's a small, uh, kind of a small-town feel to uh, DK Mags. They know a lot of us by name. If you're brand new to firearms, if you're considering your very first purchase, DK Mags, definitely the place to go. They'll treat you with respect. The staff, very accommodating. Fair pricing and quality firearms at DK Mags, Old 8, New Brighton, and on the web, dkmags.com.
3: I'm Bradley Trainer,
0: And I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
3: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. guys aren't bouncing. My head's nodding. Don't you see it? It's nodding. You okay, McLean? Yeah. I still, to your... We've talked about this literally every time we play this. I can't believe they they didn't sell this or do something with this. I love this.
1: That's just
2: a demo. They didn't even finish it. They didn't want
1: to work on it anymore. My crabby attitude bringing you down, Don? No. Okay. It's something work-related, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Of course it is. So... I'm on Twitter the other day, and I come across this story. It's on a guy um, who actually follows me. His name is Mike Henderson, and I wasn't looking for this, and I have no idea why I was on Mike's Twitter page. But he had uh, posted this. It's a story from the New York Times, March fourth, nineteen o three. Tooth puller runs amok. <laughs> what and the what? sub? The sub headline. Bloodthirsty enthusiast takes from one to three teeth from the mouths of every person he meets.
0: Oh, oh boy. What is he doing, making a necklace?
1: And this is, I don't know. It doesn't get to that, but you're right. But it's from 1903, Duluth, Minnesota. A Finlander named Johnson ran amok on the streets today with a pair of forceps. And before he was captured, had extracted teeth from a dozen persons.
0: He's, so that's his mo- that's his goal, is just to get oh. teeth. He's not robbing them and then going, here's a souvenir. He's
3: just gone amok. How, oh. how do you get he, close enough to do that?
1: Well, he first tackled six men who were in a saloon, relieving each one
0: <laughs> relieving them like it was a burden to have
1: from teeth. <laughs> one to three teeth each. The next victim was an old man who he knocked down and from whose mouth he extracted two teeth. What the hell? The next victim Mm. was Mrs. Eliasson, who lives on Lake Avenue. Oh, poor Mrs. Eliasson. She's a sweetheart. Johnson entered her home, threw her down, and pulled (gasps) one of her front teeth. Uh Uh-oh. The police had been formed, and they captured Johnson as he emerged from the Eliason home. Good. He said he was a dentist, but Uh when asked to show his license, produced a contract to saw wood. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: that's (laughs) that's the end of the story. That's all they give us. Oh, my God. See, people were weird, too, way back then. I mean, you had some, (laughs) some
1: kooks. Doesn't that remind you of something we might have seen on the uh, HBO series Deadwood? Because it's just that weird, yeah, just completely bizarre. Have you guys ever had a tooth pulled? No, it is a surreal experience. I had one pulled last year, you know, and they numb it up really good so you don't feel it. But he goes in there with a special kind of pliers. He grabs onto it. And he just starts steady pulling. And you have to resist. So you're holding your head back no. as hard as it can. Well, he's got this pliers <laughs> in his mouth. And he's pulling. your are And finally, it just slides right out. And you can feel it slide out. It doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's the most surreal, awful thing I've ever experienced. And I told him. Next time that happens, you're going to knock me out. I can't be awake for that ever. I
0: had my wisdom teeth pulled out (laughs) and I was was semi conscious whenever they had to. The doctor had to get up on the chair, standing (laughs) over my body and straddling it, like, and pulling, like, Uh to get leverage, like, up above my body. And my whole body was moving and I could hear them Uh talk. He's like, Damn it, I'm gonna have to get up here and oh and uh, get some leverage. He's wow.
2: so I'm so glad to hear this, Don, because I share the same story. I had yes. mine cut out when I was twenty, and I tell that to people and they think I I'm lying. They no. think I'm nuts, but I imagined it.
1: I had I had mine pulled as a kid too, but I don't remember anything. I think they put me down. Yeah, I was completely
3: knocked out. All I remember from mine, and this actually came up over the weekend, I was talking with my father. All I remember from mine is my dad comes to pick me up. Up and you're, I'm still in the room. And oh, one you're of,
1: very high.
3: Yes, and one of the nurses yeah, you have to be yeah. knocked out. One of yeah. the nurses says something like, "Oh, he's been up for a while, telling us jokes." Yeah. And To this day, all <laughs> oh, I no. can think of is what dirty, off-color <laughs> jokes yeah. was yeah. 18-year-old Ross telling yeah. these. Or dental assistance. I woke God. up in the middle
1: of surgery once, and uh, by all accounts, I was not very nice. That's what they said. Ooh. You were not very nice. Oh, no. But now think about it, and I don't know anything about dentistry. If you're knocked out, that means they've got to strap your head down somehow, oh. right? Because they need resistance. Well, they Otherwise, should. they'll just pull you right out of the chair and down the hall.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they do, but I would not want to be a dentist that has to get leverage by climbing up on a no. gurney. <laughs> no. Like, no, that's that's But they do make a ton of money, so maybe it's worth it.
1: Yeah, but you, how do you get to sleep at night? Oh. What was that movie with Dustin Hoffman? Marathon Man? Is that mm-hmm. what it was called? Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. where he uh, encountered a dentist that was torturing him?
2: The former Nazi, right?
1: Wasn't yeah, in the movie, yeah, I believe.
2: yeah. Lawrence like Olivier, that. Lawrence Olivier played the dentist.
1: Yeah, uh, that was disturbing. <laughs> well, that's all <laughs> that's I fun. brought. That's all I brought to the yeah. proceedings. It's your um, dentist story of the day. But um, Ross found a couple of good ones, uh, including now uh, we've got uh, Cocaine Cat. We, we already have. have the movie about Cocaine Bear, but I, I love this Cocaine Cat story. I kind of i found
2: i found it kind of sad toward the end, though. When they talked about the animal, but let's uh, let's talk when
3: about the it. cat came off the high. Is, is that what yeah. made you sad? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's always a crash, you know.
2: <laughs> In African, now I looked up the uh, pronunciation of this several times, and I think it's serval, right? Yes. Cat? Serval, Mm -hmm. An African serval cat that was found with cocaine in its system after an escape at a traffic stop is now calling the Cincinnati Zoo home, much to the delight of social media users because, of course, we had that recent release of the movie Cocaine Bear. So they're relating it to that. Oh. The Wildcat story is trended online where users relished in the absurdity of the horror comedy which riffs off the true story of a 175-pound black bear that was found dead near a duffel bag and some $2 million worth of cocaine. Social media users, of course, have dubbed this new cat the Cocaine Cat. The cat made its escape after its owner was pulled over by police January 28th, jumped from the car into a tree. Ray Anderson of Cincinnati Animal Care said the animal control Hamilton County dog wardens were called in around two in the morning. Oh, great. Bring out dogs. Jeez,
0: it's already freaked out. It jumped into the tree in one leap. Didn't even have to climb up. It just jumped from the car to the tree like 300 yards away.
3: Do they not know anything that cats typically control the dogs? Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're
2: quivering. They, I don't think they brought dogs with them. I think oh. they just called the Hamilton County Dog Wardens. Oh, it's the uh, Animal Control. Jesus, still I mean, good luck. They're, life, they're used. Guys.
3: They're used to getting Fido, and here's this gigantic wild cat. Oh they need no, to grab.
2: I
0: see. Here's
1: oh, they report. don't. They
0: don't call themselves dogs. They're like. They're not. We're the big dogs. Right? Dog, it's just like D-A-W-G. they deal with dogs? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, basically, I already hate
0: these guys. They're basically animal
3: control.
2: <laughs> oh, animal control Animal control, fine. sure, yeah. Uh, now, here's the part that made me a little sad. Uh, during the rescue mission, the cat named Amory broke its leg and became oh. more agitated. What? So once once Amory was taken in for medical care by Cincinnati Animal Care, the team ran a drug test, and they figured out that Amory had cocaine in his system
0: so how did the d- cat get I, cocaine I did gu- the did the owner give him cocaine i
3: guarantee her? you this is a new thing people are doing if they have wild animals or any animals and they have cocaine i guarantee you because of the movie they're giving their animals cocaine Oh, I just, yeah, that's what I right. first. Like, and somebody how,
0: thinks they're going to be cute.
3: Yeah, how sick or stupid of a human being do you have yeah. to be to well, think Ross, that that's good?
1: That's expensive.
3: What are you paying for an eight ball these days, <laughs> Ross?
0: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't kidding.
3: know. I buy them and Laney uses them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is not the first time this has happened in Cincinnati. Uh, there was a Capuchin monkey named Neo no. back in 2022 that had methamphetamine. No. In the system.
0: Monkey yeah. on meth. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little thing a capuchin those things are already
3: dangerous don't get a monkey yeah oh that's God. the last crank thing we monkey. Need.
2: <laughs> crank monkey uh since that that's case the name of my know, metal uh... band <laughs> <laughs> crank monkey.
3: it's the name of my nightly activity
0: okay i need oh, to not hear from you right. anymore for the rest of the podcast oh after God. that God. i'm done well, i'm done <laughs> 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 what's the other story we have? Is that it, John? Well, that's fell over. To okay, Take over McLean. I'm not going to be. Close. What's what's the next story? There's something about a person that fell in a snowbank.
1: <laughs> yeah, crank David, monkey over here said yeah, us that too.
2: This uh, uh, is an elderly man. This story has nothing to do with crank monkeys that survived on croissants candy, and biscotti. Oh,
0: yes, I read this when you sent it through. Thank you for that story. That sounds
2: like a great diet, by the way. (laughs) Almost a week he lived on that stuff in his car, stuck in a snowbank. Remember, he is 81 years old. Yeah, this is...
1: It's part of the big snowfall they've been getting out in uh, California, right? Yeah, Yeah, set out from
2: his mountain home in Big Pine, California. I love the name of that. On February 24th, he was trying to return to his family home in Gardnerville, Nevada, about three hours away if uh, you have normal driving conditions. According to his grandson, Christian, Jurette thought he could beat the impending snowstorm. Uh, He couldn't. During the drive, Jarrett accidentally veered into a smaller road and his SUV became stuck near Gilbert pass temps in the area dropped from the mid thirties into the teens overnight uh, he wasn't really prepared wearing only a light windbreaker according to his grandson and his grandson said he's a pretty small guy he doesn't have a whole lot of meat on his bones a light quilt and a hotel bath towel were the only things he had to keep himself. He stole a cool.
0: bath towel. That's what I like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's okay, but what 81 year old person thinks they can beat anything by driving fast? Are they aware of how slow they drive? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Fast
2: AM was 28. Miles yeah, I was just going to say he was going 25
1: <laughs> and a 50. Tearing ass down the highway at 28. No, I hate-
2: he was described by his grandson as a smart man, and his background would seem to indicate he would be. He's a mathematician and a former NASA employee.
1: So, uh, okay,
2: he, he, the, he, he's somewhat smart. At least. That's
1: a case of the, the super genius. They have no street knowledge whatsoever. Just, yeah. Just They're out. way smarter than the rest yeah. of us, but they, they can't live a day alone. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. trust me.
1: <laughs>
2: He luckily yeah. stayed with the car and conserved his vehicle's gas and battery, only turned the SUV on periodically to warm up. About three feet of snow fell during that series of storms that tumbled the area. Uh, Jarette survived by eating the few snacks he had in his car, and he would roll down his window on occasion and grab a little bit of snow and eat that. Midway through the third day, his car battery died while he was rolling the electric window back up. Oh, no. Yep. It remained open a few inches for the duration of the adventure. Jurette was only in the hospital for a few hours, showed no signs of hypothermia, according to the grandson. The younger Jarette said the nurses were in shock how well his vitals were. After leaving the hospital, he went back to his home in Big Pine, then had to take a bus home to his wife, in Gardnerville as the couple's SUV remained stuck in the snow. According to his grandson, he's recovering well, but Jarrett did tell his grandson he feels a bit traumatized by the whole ordeal. (laughs) Kristen Jurette hopes his grandfather's rescue serves as a warning to others. Don't travel when it can be dangerous. The Inyo County Search and Rescue reminded drivers to be prepared for all. Winter weather.
3: Random March. question. Does that say where Kristen Jourette is from? It does not. No. I used to work for a Kristen Jourette. I got a feeling it may actually and, be the same
1: person.
2: Oh, my oh, God. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm still really? peeved at my parents for not letting me go see. I think it was a Molly Hatchet in Grand Rapids in the middle of a blizzard <laughs> in 1982. God, the, the the balls on those two, not letting their kid go out in a full-blown blizzard to go see Molly they, Hatchet four hours away.
2: They didn't want you flirting with disaster. Oh. Oh. Thank, you. Thank you.
1: Dawn, um, you're going to go on a drive tonight. You're going to get stuck in a blizzard. You're going to be there three days. What do you have in your vehicle to survive for three days? Do you have anything in there? How, yeah. how, how are you going to live? Uh,
0: well, I have a big furniture blanket um, that I, and I have... Um,
1: Moving blanket. Good. Yeah, I
0: have a bug out bag. I have MREs in there and, and you know, all, all the things that you basic kit, yep. survival kit. I have right now a box of uh, 12 protein bars. So I could survive a couple of wow. weeks on those. Yeah. I have uh, some water. Wow. And um, let's see, what else? Is
3: this all in your car? I have,
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have extra, I have a coat, like a, I have a ski mask type of a thing. Um,
1: I, I I think if I get stuck in a blizzard, I want to be with, do you you have any rolling papers?
0: Oh, (laughs) no, I don't, I I mean, you don't want to waste it, do you? Just by letting it all blow away.
1: What about... Uh, lung darts. You got any? Marble no, I reds don't. But or I should. Cigars? You
0: know, I need to buy a pack of cigarettes because if the apocalypse happens, yeah. which that's what we're planning all yeah. the time, people like me, that's going to be. I could trade that for like penicillin or if, something.
3: If you bought a pack today, though, how long do cigs stay good for? I don't even know. Are you they think forever? someone in the?
0: Oh my god, no, nobody Russ.
3: cares.
1: Nobody cares. No one
0: cares if it's no. six month old cigarettes. If the, it's the apocalypse yeah. and they
1: can't get them, <laughs> you, oh, you this don't jail. You don't understand addiction. I would smoke dried-up at doo doo yeah. if I had to. <laughs> Seriously.
3: So I drive the world's worst winter car. It's a clown car with two-wheel drive. Uh-huh. I, I have literally next to nothing in my car that will save me if I go off that, the road. I
1: need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. I need Maybe to fix either. that. John, what do you got in that little Jeep of yours? Well, all I
2: got is uh, I, got a, I have all the clothing. Uh, That's all I, I have. I, I don't have any food. Mm -hmm. I I have gum. I have extra, big thing of extra gum. I I also have
0: some Girl Scout cookies that are just for (laughs) emergencies, which is every day.
2: I have uh,
0: a couple every day on the way home just to keep me going.
3: (laughs) I also have some fruit snacks. But the one thing I need that they always talk about is I need like the handkerchief or the bandana I can put for people to see me.
0: What you need is insulin.
3: Yes. That's it. That's it. In the winter, Yeah.
0: Can you keep insulin in your car, or is it, would it get in, too cold?
3: Uh, I think when you're between like 30 and 80, it's okay. As oh, long okay. as it's between 30 and 80 so you in can't, the car, like, you're it can't okay. Get, uh, the extremes would be tough.
0: Okay. I just which didn't is, know.
3: Which is why the things that I keep in my car, if I actually do need something, which oh. I'm pretty particular about making sure I won't need it before I get in a car, but if I do... It's all things that can survive the elements one way or another.
1: Ross, have you ever had an, I don't know what they're called, an insulin fit uh, while driving? Fit. What, what? Ne- what?
3: Never. It would be
1: basically a low, a low
3: blood sugar, di- diabetic type coma or reaction. And, and oh. if I find
1: nope. you, um, I'm supposed to look for candy bars in your car, right? Yeah, feed you, those.
3: yeah you should force feed me uh, sugar of some sorts. Yeah. If I'm completely out not doing anything, you need to call the police right away and then they'll come and they'll... Well, first I Hopefully take your wallet, and correct? Then I yeah. call the cops correct. after I'm three, four miles I, away. I do one thing. I do wear that I've gotten better at. This thing, I, I have this thing on. It's on twenty four seven. It's just a, it's a little medical yeah. alert bracelet. That so way, if I'm I hit diabetic, the, yeah. yeah. That way, okay. if I hit the floor, the police and the EMS know.
0: Oh, that's good to know. I hope they look at your wrist for something like that. They're they're,
1: they're actually trained to, so hopefully they should. Are you able to, well, I know you're able to um, tell when you have a a low blood sugar, and is it a problem administering a shot to yourself? Uh, No, because
3: so when it's a low blood sugar, I don't need to take any shots. I need to eat. It's well, just
0: an emergency, shots are for you emergency or do you have to take them every uh, no, day? No,
3: I take, I have shots basically at every big meal. If I'm oh. having, if I'm having a snack and I'm having a good day where my blood sugars are in range, if I'm having like 15 carbs or less, and this is for me, this is not for everybody. Oh, Diabetes good. is different for everybody. If I have like 15 carbs or less, I can typically get away without taking any oh, insulin. Okay. But if I sit down and have a meal that is 45, 60, 75
1: carbs, that's, that's insulin.
0: Huh. Oh, man. How when many, how many carbs
1: I, are in a whole pie? I ate a whole pie the other day. <laughs> a, a, pizza, a pizza pie or like a French no. uh, pie? A pizza pie
0: is not a pie.
1: It was lemon meringue. <laughs> oh, God, that thing's probably got to have
3: like 500 yeah. carbs in it. I'm not, I'm not even joking. I bet you a slice of lemon meringue pie probably is 60 to 75 carbs. That was good. <laughs>
2: yeah. we, uh, something you guys But was it worth it, felt-
3: Kenny? I bet it was worth it.
2: Don, I was glad to hear you say that uh, because uh, what you know, I love uh, the fellow we work with on Garage Logic named Chris Reavers. You do? He, I just thought always... everybody hated him. Candy, okay, <laughs> obviously. <Okay>. Everybody, <laughs> he calls when well, he talks pizza. He always calls it a pie. No, it this me is not nuts. a thing. Yesterday and, I, we discussed yeah, this
0: on our show. Of course, it, at two o'clock, the uh, uh, Adventures of Bradley and Don. We had a debate: Is pizza a pie? And it's not okay. No, I mean, no. if you, the deep dish ones; those to me, that's an Italian casserole. Those Chicago yeah, yeah. deep dish yeah, yeah. pieces—that's oh, yeah. all it's yeah. yeah. not, yeah. not yeah. even. Yeah, come on. I mean, let's stop this. It's, it's not, not a, like they say they just like a distinction of dessert pie, or and it's like no,
3: it's not a pies pie. Or dessert. It's not a pie. I admit that, but it can be a pizza pie if you call it that. But you can't say I'm going to go have a pie.
0: I'm done with this. I can't, you know, today. You
3: can't say you're going to go have a pie and it's pizza. It Dean have,
2: Mar- it's Dean Martin's fault, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. It's it just, is. It yep. rhymed, you know. Yeah. By, yeah. 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 It I'd rhymed with I. Chris, uh, Chris always <laughs> says, I'm going to go pick up a pie at Domino's or whatever. It drives me crazy.
0: He's just trying but, to get under your skin.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> I do like Chris Reavers. I just wanted to give him <laughs> That's trouble. The
2: part we, that was making me all laugh. So. Well, except the guy shaking his head there, apparently he doesn't like him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hi, Chris. You um, definitely listen
0: to this. I'm
1: Probably out of material. I don't yeah, there's, there's oh, know. no oh, way. What, what else Me to do. I'm about? out of material. Oh, oh,
0: I didn't wait. bring any.
1: But- I, I tried to book a guest for today. Oh, and- yes right. yes Yeah. yeah and oh. I was really, really excited about this. We're going to actually delve into my personal life next week. Um, a lot of listeners may not realize that I am into dirt track racing, stock car racing. The same way John is into baseball Um, or other guys are into hockey. I really, really love dirt track racing. So I go to a a whole bunch of races every summer. And then I have this app where I can watch other tracks. Um, I can watch the races either as they happen or a day later. Oh, wow. Cool. And the latest craze in the last, I'd say, five to ten years on the outside has been um, a, a trend towards younger and younger drivers. And we're seeing more drivers uh, come out of go-kart racing and get into a stock car and do exceptionally well. What they learn uh, in dirt track go-kart racing, they kind of transfer, although it's a whole different animal driving a car, but you learn how to read the track and how to be comfortable with sliding around corners and when to throttle, when to brake, et So these kids coming out now are really good. And there's a person over in Wisconsin um, who she's already, yeah, and I said she, she's already won a track championship at Red Cedar. I believe that's in Menominee. And she just turned 16 a couple of months ago. She won her first track champion when she was 14 Driving um, what we call a B mod or a Midwest mod. There's two different classes for these modified cars. Um, and
0: what is that? Oh, we probably her name don't is, have time. Her
1: name is Kennedy Swan, and she goes out there and races against the guys and kicks their ass. <laughs> and she's really, really clean. She's really conservative. She doesn't rub up against other guys. She doesn't use her car to bully her way through the track. She doesn't get involved in wrecks. And she almost never spins out on her own. And I've I've never really seen instincts and skill and talent all come together. And it's with this gal who's now 16 years old and in high school. And she's absolutely incredible. And uh, we were going to talk to her dad um, um, today but then he informed me that Kennedy is on spring break next week so I thought it would be a lot of fun to talk to Kennedy about what it's like to be her age and racing against the guys and what is generally considered a guy's sport uh, but less and less so every year um, and she's not one of these gal racers like I know if you've heard of any female racers you've probably heard of um, oh, what's her name that raced NASCAR? Danica Patrick. Yeah, you've heard of Danica. And Danica has skills, but she didn't have the skills and the equipment needed to be a winner in NASCAR. It just didn't work out for her. Kennedy, however, does. A Kennedy is going to be a big, big, big name in racing. Um, and, and she's just a really interesting kid. And it's so fun watching her pull into victory lane getting out of the car, taking her helmet off, standing up on top of the car and she's got her hair in, in braids. French braids, yeah. French braids and she's got braces. <laughs> um, but she's absolutely amazing and it's proof that women can compete if given the opportunity with males, with men, and absolutely kick their asses. It's it's fun. It's really cool.
3: I know you'll touch on this with her, Kenny, but how she got into racing and yeah. how she started is an awesome story.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it really is. Um, and I I'm really looking forward to Kennedy uh, if you have time just google her go to her uh, Facebook page um, she also has a, a page for her racing team it's 18S that's her uh, number 18S and just do a little research on Kennedy she's just a, a remarkable human being an amazing racer and I'm really looking forward to talking to her next week I hope you guys will, will humor me
0: oh no we'd <laughs> love to talk to her she's yeah, good uh, you know,
1: interesting really yeah. cool so that's next week on News from Krabby Coffee Shop. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.